You're listening to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast. Follow us on Instagram at let's underscore talk underscore Knicks or on Twitter at Let's Talk Knicks. Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast where we talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA normally, but we're coming off. We're in the playoffs, man. Game one. <laughs> I am Jason Talbot, amped up on this Monday. And with me, of course, none other than Marcus Chinqui. Oh, baby, man. Oh, baby. Hell of a game last night. The Knicks do fall 107-105 to the Atlanta Hawks in just... I, I'm still sweating. <laughs> I'm still... My, my adrenaline is still pumping. How, how the hell are you? Yeah, I, was, I was waiting for you to ask me. Yeah, I'm, uh... I know, I know. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. Ahead uh, of myself. I mean, it's it's good to have you back. We 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 had a little a little break, had a guest host. She did great. We'd love to have her back again. Shout out to uh, Fro Magnum. Um, yeah, great job. But we great are, job. yeah, I'm I'm still coming down. I'm trying I'm trying to come down because last night was the first home playoff game in eight years new york nick faithful were out there loud ready to go and you know we can't we i don't want to i don't want to go too negative first i mean like you said we came up short 107 105 but easily the best game of the first round so far in these 2021 nba playoffs so and so here it is i I'm assuming anyone listening to this did watch the game. If you didn't, it was an amazing game back and forth blow for blow. And the Knicks came up short score was tied. We had this feeling Hawks had the ball. Is the game going to go to overtime or not? Frank comes in to lock down Trey, who was pretty much unstoppable all night. And he hits the floater, which if you're going to tell me the game's tied, and a last second shot and Trey Young shooting a floater, I'm guessing it went in. <laughs> I mean, that you know, if if it's quickly on the other side, I'm probably guessing it's going in too. Uh not that Emmanuel quickly is Trey Young. But I mean Derek Rose man, hit one it, right it, before. It was, so, you know, those those guards, you gotta be did, able to hit that did. floater. Um, you know, so it it was a really great game, uh, a great back and forth. I want to focus on some of the positives first. There's a lot of things we could look at. You know, the Knicks easily could have won that game. You know, it was, the game was decided by a bucket. So if the Knicks win, we're talking a whole different uh, conversation right now. So I want to start with the positives. I, I just want to first start off with the garden was rocking. You could not have told me that it was not a sellout crowd. It was so cool to hear fans. I watched a couple games uh, I watched almost all the games leading up to the Nick game uh, over the weekend and that energy coming out of the garden. There is not a arena that even comes close in comparison to what it was like at MSG. I wasn't there, but I, I felt like I was there. My heart was pounding. <laughs> like I've been there when it's been loud, but Oh my God, 
Like, I mean, even watching it, it was unbelievable. Watching it on to TV just watch it on TV, and you know, you get the surround sound on. It kind of makes you feel like you're you're there. But agree, like watching. I don't want to give them any shine, but like watching the Nets game or something, they had because they had, I think they said thirteen thousand were in there, but didn't sound anything like it. You know, they were still pumping crowd noise into there. It sounded, and it sounded like a regular season. And game. you know, just watching some of the other like I don't think any other city is allowed to have as many people as we do. So they were just I, I mean, they said on yeah. the broadcast last night. If you're gonna have fifteen thousand, why not just have the full nineteen? I don't, I don't know, but it definitely sounded like the garden was being lifted off the ground. Like Larry Johnson just hit that yeah. that three pointer in ninety nine. That's what it sounded like for the entire game, which is awesome to hear. Yep, I will, I will be there on Wednesday night for game two, so I'm excited to be awesome. a part of. The, I just, I, I didn't just, know that. I did. I not got. Know that. I had to get That's one ticket. I found, I got. I got a single seat. I said, I just have to be there. I've never been Take it. Yeah. to a playoff game Take at MSG. No. I had to go. And it's gonna it's gonna of be of course. it's gonna be a moment. I will I will capture some footage. I'll have some uh some content to to sprinkle out throughout the Fantastic. game. Fantastic. But you know, and as far as that, I think it may have even played a bit of a role at the start of the game because there was just so much juice in that building and everyone was so amped up. I think you could see from both sides that they were kind of taken aback by it because it was the Knicks or two at Reggie Bullock, I think shot a three that missed the rim by three. (laughs) Like every, he was so adrenaline was so crazy. You could see it on everyone. Like all, like a lot of shots early were a little hard, you know, a little too strong in there and they just had to settle in. So the starters were just, I mean, it was almost like they 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 were shell shocked for a minute, and they were just like, "Whoa, yep. here's what's happening. We gotta, you know, we gotta get back to back to neutral." And that's where I think having yep. the bench come in, settle things down that, a little bit, and got us back in there. Because another another big positive of last night, um, the bench, Emmanuel quickly played. Quickly great. had top no in, fear in that sighting, game. Um, you know, and of course the hero. Alec Burks. Are you gonna, guy is, are you going to give him his kudos yet? And because you, you, you know, had some, some feelings towards him earlier in the season. Hey, I, I've, I've done enough episodes <laughs> where I've apologized and I've, I'm, I'm on team Burks. I, I've been nothing but supportive. Uh, it was early on in the year. I mean, the transformation of this team, him included, um, Greg Anthony calling the game, man, those guys, I, I just can't believe you don't set up a, ESPN, Breen, Van Gundy, Mark Jackson. How are they not doing the first Nick game in eight years? It's beyond me. I got to listen to Greg Anthony just ramble about nothing, not talking about the game I'm watching. Um, trying to listen to the crowd noise. This guy's almost ruining the game for me. But we all knew who Alec Burks was and how he's been playing and how important he is to this team and how important it was for him to be healthy in the playoffs. So, I wasn't fully shocked to see what he did last night. I mean, it was amazing. The fourth quarter, fourth quarter burst, was man. unbelievable. Uh, but he, the bench in general, though, was a huge bright spot. And I saw Tim struggling a little bit there of like, how long they leave these guys on? I mean, the second quarter, they pretty much played all the way up until the end of the, the first half. And, you know, we're, I want to focus on the positives now. We'll, we'll get to some of this. Uh, as well, but 
I quickly a rookie, Obi a rookie in their first game. You gotta like what you see, I mean, man, from this bench and even moving forward for the rest of the I series. I was surprised. You know, there was a shot of RJ and and uh Randall sitting on the sitting on the side of the bench, and I was like, how much time is left in the second quarter? And Tibbs wasn't gonna put him in. And it's like, okay, we gotta ride who's uh who's getting us back into the game. And Tibbs has a tendency to do that, but you'd also always see him at least get Randall back in there at like the seven, eight minute mark. And he didn't do it. And I was I was surprised. There were a lot of moves he was making, which you don't nor we didn't normally see throughout the course of the season in terms of how he was distributing the minutes. Only in the yeah. first half, really, but I was pleasantly surprised to see Obi and Burks and Quickly all really show up. Taj had his moments too. All of them show up and yeah, get Taj us back great. into this game. And you know, it's the playoffs. You cannot have like your margin for error is so much smaller. You got you know you can't be and making crazy moves yeah. to get guys in and out just to have the minutes go. You know. And and talking about positives, I mean maybe this sounds like a negative, but like the f- the fact that the game was decided by a bucket, and I look at the numbers. It is unbelievable that the Knicks were even in this game. I mean, I'm watching the Hawks played pretty well, but then the Knicks kept going on these runs where Rose and Burke couldn't miss and quickly draining threes and just kept the Knicks in it. Obi with the slam, Obi hitting a clutch three before half. I mean, it was just, it was great to see. RJ didn't play great, but he played well enough. I mean, that second, dunk, second I half, was, RJ. I was up screaming. Yeah, it, it was this team has so much fight and we've seen it all year. So I'm really proud of this team that with the start they had and the poor play by Randall, by Bullock, the guys who got us here by Alfred Payton. Um, <laughs> the fact that it came down to one possession and no help from the referees at all. I, I just don't get it, man. You're at home. Give me a call. Rose is getting hit to the basket every time. I, I I don't want to blame the refs. Like, I mean, they could have swung this game. The a thing little that bit. was crazy, I, I would have expected a little more help. Game one at home, you're in New York, but then I saw Tony Brothers. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, but that made, that they weren't sense. calling it earlier in the game. It was the thing. Like you saw, even Trey Young was getting upset because he wasn't getting the normal calls in the first half, and then with like five yeah. minutes left in the fourth, then they decided to start blowing the whistles, and it was the longest five minutes ever because they just were calling every single yeah. foul. And- Except for, for the Knicks, and the Knicks shot more free throws than going into the fourth quarter. The yeah, Knicks shot more free throws than the Hawks did, and then down the stretch, it's like, okay, we're gonna call, every, we're gonna make every single call and just tighten up things. And it's like, you gotta be consistent throughout the game. Like if you're letting them play early on, let them play. And it's like, how many times does Rose have to get hit to get a call? How many times does RJ have to get hit to get a call? And Trey goes down, doesn't even get touched. And gets those calls. And it's like, you can't do that at this point of the game. Yeah, and, and like you said, the the Hawks only shot 12 free throws. The Knicks shot 15. So there weren't a lot of foul calls in general. But in defense of the Knicks, they were letting Trey Young just go right by him. He's throwing alley-oops. They're shooting three. Like, the Knicks, it was kind of disappointing. I would The Hawks should have went to the free throw more. I wish the Knicks were a little bit more physical 
uh, than they were last night. And that, that was one of the things that I think hurt That's them. That's where I say, um, but the you Knicks got were... Norvell Pell, he's got six fouls, put him in and let him just hit Trey Young so that he knows don't come into the paint. Listen. 90s Knicks, yeah. no layup rule, knock him out. If you're going to foul him, really foul him is how is my uh, my take. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as far as the positives go, that's kind of where it stops for me. And that's a lot of positive things. Like you love to see a bench show up like that when your best player is struggling so much. And that's what I want to hit on first is Julius Randall's performance. It wasn't great. He seemed nervous. He seemed like he wasn't playing his game. You know, this is the first time the garden's been rocking so much. And I think the pressure got to him. I think maybe, I mean, he took 23 shots. I feel like he felt like he needed to do too much. Even to the last play of the game, they drew up the play for him. Kind of throw down the coach a little bit. The pass was bad. The whole, the guy who carried you to the fourth quarter is inbounding the ball or point nine left. That just seems, use him even as a decoy. Uh, it, It was all... Once Trey hit that bucket, you kind of knew it was over with point nine left. You just, I had no, I knew the game was over, but I kind of want to get a, you get, get a, a shot, shot up or a look I or, mean, or say, oh, look at that play. They drew it up right, but they just couldn't quite execute it. Um, it reminded me there was a game last season, I want to say against Indiana, and it was a similar type of thing, you know, last second shot. And Randall, I feel like it was a very similar play. Randall comes out from, from, from the paint, grabs it, but he grabs it again with the offhand. It comes to him the wrong way. He's got to turn and shoot it, and you don't have time to do that. Like, that is not the way to do that play, and he he didn't even get it off in that play. It's the same thing. I think – I don't know what they drew up, but that was not the play because there's no way that the play with .9 seconds is for Randall to catch the ball with his back facing the basket. That makes no sense. You're not going to get a shot off. There's 0.9 seconds. You got you. You have to be facing the basket. You got to catch and shoot. It's not like there was 0.4 left where it's like you know the Derek Fisher against the Spurs. They you have no time at all. I mean you, but you got to you got to be facing I mean, the basket. Even, even if even <laughs> if know? the play was for him to pass it back, just tap it back out to Burks to shoot it. There's time for that. But it wasn't no, even like no, there's not. No, there's not. There's absolutely not. It's a qu- it, it it's is a full second that the you basket, have. I don't know. You got to catch shoot. and shoot. You need a J.R. Smith and, type of and type of thing there. But with the guys on the floor, the only guys on this team that I even trust to really take that shot are guys who have a quick release. No. So I kind of thought a Rose, a quickly, or Burke, who's just on fire. He he kind of has a nice little wind up. Or, or even Bullock hey, on there. Like you see, the he basket. can do it. Yeah. He, the way his shot uh, is. Bullock. I mean, yes, he's all he's been the way off. He was playing. I don't even know if you want him to do, but those are the guys you want. I want IQ or I want Burks taking that last second shot. And yeah. again, I think you said that, you know you put that on the coach to uh, drop a better play, but that's been the thing for a lot of this season. Like when it comes to end of the clock execution, they never get shots off. They do, like if it's even if it's the end of the quarter, Randall. Yeah. there's a lot of times where he just maybe doesn't see the clock. It doesn't even get the shot off at the end of the quarter. And it's like, why are you not seeing these I, things? And why, I with your back to the basket, a lefty grabbing it, coming out of bounds, that's not the way that that play should have been executed. The, but The Knicks have been know. great, too. Down, They've been great down the stretch uh, in fourth quarters and games, all those overtime games that you went to. So 
it it's frustrating that uh you know half court set you know they got the ball at midcourt after a timeout draw a play up it doesn't seem to be working they just and i mean the Knicks are slow it's not really they're better bringing the ball up and running that offense like they're not they don't seem built for that or they quite they haven't figured it out and you know one thing they could have done is put Alfred in there i'll tell you what he'll be wide open he'll get he'll get a shot off um <laughs> uh, so, so I just, I, I got it. I, I, I got to do it. Um, so Randall, I'm not, I'm not freaking out just yet because if anything, I take it as a positive that this team came that close with Randall playing as bad as he is. I'm not throwing, you know, the end of the game is his fault or anything. I, I, I hope that he got that game out of his system um and I, I hope he bounces back. The Knicks are gonna need him to bounce back. If, yeah, I mean, if they're gonna win, and he was he was flustered, and you could tell like the pressure. Maybe the pressure got to him. You know, th- a lot of those guys, it's their first time in the playoffs, so a lot of emotion. You know, a lot of energy going in it, there. He just and it happens. You know, and, if he's gonna have and it was across the board. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, four assists. Honestly, only twelve rebounds. And the four assists I didn't even like. He wasn't doing his classic, like, get doubled and know what to do. He just seemed like it was the Randall Volt. He started reverting to the spin move a little bit, and he was dribbling. To, I'm like, don't. Like, this is not okay. And I, the next thing I wanted to talk about was Tibbs because the end of that first half, that bench came in, quickly was killing it. And... There was nothing that led me to believe that he couldn't do that more in the second half. And I kind of, some people were saying, I saw some people on Twitter saying, and what if Tibbs sat Randall at the end of the game and let the bench just play because they were doing so well? Like, it would have been crazy, but for what Randall was giving me, like, it's not, I know Tibbs would never do that, but the way last night was going, like, why not? You know, I I, Why I not, could see right? I could see you that know? in like a a later game in a series if you just have to make a, a drastic move, but you knew that wasn't gonna happen. Like it wasn't gonna put Obi in the game. Even if yeah. you know you know it would have been a good move on that last second play, if you could get a shot to the basket for Obi. Like he's the only athletic person we have out there Quick. that can just throw it, throw it up to the rim and see if he can get it, you know? That I mean and the one guy he Not- took out was RJ. And I'm like, I just, it was a very confusing, I think Gibson was even still out there. Um, I just, it, all of it was weird. You, you're watching it unfold and you're just like, Alec Burke is taking it out. What, what was the play? It, that's, that's what we want to know. Yeah, man. And, I, I have no and words. Then, now no looking words. to the last so, defensive uh, play of the well, game. Before, before we, before we get to that though, I just want, I'm curious just what you think about Tibbs. Are you, are you throwing a lot of blame here on Tibbs for the loss last night? What percentage of your blame is going to him? I mean, he is the head coach. He's got to, he's got to take some of that. Um, I mean, I'm not putting a huge amount because again, we only lost by two points. It's not like we played a bad game. There are a couple guys that just weren't saying you can almost, I mean, Randall even said he thought he was just a little overprepared, you know, like he was thinking too much and you could see it out there. He was not, yeah, he, was. he felt he was. rushed. He normally plays at a very calm speed when he's out there. Like he never, he never looks rushed when he's playing. And I think he was just in his head yeah. a little bit too much. 
and that comes they had a they had a week off you know it's and you almost feel like it was after like the all-star break where he had a couple bad games coming back from that and then got into his groove again it's just guys had some rust so I am hopeful that he is going to bounce back like Shaq said a great player doesn't have two bad games in a row yeah on Tibbs I I mean, I put I put some bl- I put some blame on him. Yeah, there are other there are other things besides even the way the end of the game went. Some decisions where I was happy about what he did, and some where I'm like scratching my head still. Like, why would you do this? I gotta tell you, I am putting maybe almost of the loss on Tibbs. Not that they, and I'm not even saying that they should have won. It was a close game. I, I put it on Tibbs because of the preparation and because of Trey Young's performance. Every Nick fan knew that the Knicks won three of the games against the Hawks in the regular season, partly that last one, especially because Trey Young got hurt. Trey Young has been so good against the Knicks. And that's why in the beginning of the game, the whole garden was screaming profanities <laughs> at Trey Young. And then Trey Young was talking. A lot of smack at the end of the game, too. But we knew Trey Young was going to come into this game and do what he did. And it was as though the Knicks had no plan to stop them. The play of Alfred Payton, once again, is hurting the team so much in these little stretches. He's letting Trey Young go by him, given, as we're going to talk to right now, about Trey Young going right by Frank Nielakina, our best defender, who played nine seconds, <laughs> all of nine seconds. But I just... I feel like there's got to be a little bit more of a disruption on Trey Young. So Tibbs has got to give me something this next game that's going to get into Trey Young's head. He can't, we can't be letting Trey Young score over 30 points and go in, go into the free throw line nine times. Like, and, yeah, 10 assists. I mean, you got to contain him. You got to. Maybe what it is. He's going to put up numbers. It's tough to. I mean, it's. It's kind of tough to prepare for that when you're not. You're not doing it. You can. You can only watch so much film, but. I would even say, like, quickly in practice has to be playing the Trey Young role of what to do because he can do a lot of that stuff, and he did it in those earlier games this season. He was playing Trey Young's game against him, and we got those wins. And it's, it is frustrating, though, to say, like, everyone in the place knows what's going to happen, and they just ran that pick and roll all game and from the very beginning, and there was nothing to stop it. And, like, yes, the Knicks play a lot of pick and roll, too, but... Not at the speed and level that Trey and Capella can do it. And there's got to be an adjustment. And he only, I mean, he shot 11 for 23, which is pretty good. I mean, it's not like amazing, but the 10 assists with it. um, Honestly, even the seven rebounds, he was getting some rebounds. I just, I felt like Trey Young was basically doing whatever he wanted. And what he did to Frank Nielakina at the end of the game too, was just a perfect metaphor of the game last night where we Trey was pretty much doing what he wanted and more shots easily could have fell. And this, this loss probably should have been worse than it was considering the performance, just Alec, the sure will of, of Alec Burks really kept the team. Although he did miss that wide open shot on the baseline that would have put them up to instead of letting Trey go down there. Who Burks? Yeah, I mean, I I'm, right. I'm a couple saying. buckets, and that's the thing. <laughs> the game could have went either way, but without his performance, I mean, the Knicks are not even in this game. Exactly. Yeah. So the Hawks are a good team. Um, 
I, I know you wanted to touch on the the Frank play. So again, I, I'm putting I'm putting a lot of blame on Tibbs. You're the head coach of this team. I, w- I want to see the Knicks come in. I want to see them frustrate the Hawks on offense. I feel like they were not frustrated at all. They were pretty much doing what they wanted to throughout the game and and a lot of shots. I mean, you said it during the regular season too, where we kind of do let up a lot of just open threes and they just don't fall. Uh, I kind of felt like that a lot last night too, where we were kind of just getting fortunate bounces uh, quite a bit where they had a lot of open um, shots. I, I just wanted to see, <laughs> that they just didn't. Yeah, hit. I wanted to see guys like Bogdanovich and I mean Gallinari, man, he went one for seven from three, but that he easily could went six for seven, man. He had some <laughs> Yeah, the, the aerodynamics. I don't know uh, what's going on, but um but I think lastly we, we gotta comment on you were calling for Frank to get in the game. First and like you know, I mean you were you were like you know me I'm shut not down Trey get this I'm guy not in. the biggest Frank stand out there no you're not but no, I, you're not. I I I know what he's capable of I know what he can, what he's useful for and you you cannot tell me that the move to make at the most crucial play, most crucial defensive play of the game you throw Frank in cold to guard their best player if you have that confidence in him for that. Why could you not play him at the beginning of a game instead of letting Alfred Payton be out there for three minutes and then yanking him? It's like, okay, we 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 see it was the probably the quickest yank that Tibbs has had on on Alfred all season, but because you saw everyone keeps pointing to that play where Alfred bricks the the floater and then just lets Trey Young run right past him, doesn't even get back on right defense, and it's like, what are you doing? Why are you even out there? You can't tell me if Frank is out there for. Several minutes, I think he makes more of an impact when you need someone who can shut down their best player who happens to be their guard. And it's just the length of him, I think it's just going to disrupt him a little bit. And you put him out there cold to, to just try to get a stop. I don't think that's, I mean, yes, I'd rather he, it, it would have been him over anybody else. But that's, again, another coaching move that I don't really understand. It's like, if you're going to only give Elford three minutes at the beginning of the game, give him to Frank. And just let him be comfortable out there guarding him because, yes, Trey Young has he ran by everyone that went at him pretty much. You know, he ran by Elford, he ran by Rose, he ran by Bullock. Whoever was guarding him, he was able to do the yeah. same thing. And and so that's what I want to ask you too, because ultimately, I mean, I guess you did just make the point that at the end of the game, the Hawks have the ball. You know, Trey's going to get it at the top of the key. The Knicks could throw a double a tray and you make someone else hit a shot. But guys, like I mean, they got shooters in Atlanta. So you put in Frank because no one, nothing else is working. You're not going to put in Alfred. And like you said, he's going by everybody. So you, you throw in Frank. But I think your point is clear that he should have been in there earlier. But so is it necessarily the wrong move, though? Because if he's going by everybody, if you're Tibbs, what is the play then? What is, and you could see on you could see on like that, that play Taj Gibson got in the way. I don't think he was supposed to be there because Frank was trying to push him to the left, and Taj was there and almost picked Frank. So then, and Trey went right by him as soon as that happened. So maybe there was a little disconnect there on whether or not Taj was going to come up and yeah. double Frank him, but because he because ra- <laughs> he almost ran right into Taj and. Yeah. You can see he was trying to play yeah. him to the left side so he can push him towards everybody else, and he got around him to the, to his dominant hand, 
and can get up and got a like an easy look at the basket. So that also tells you, you know, again, a guy coming in who hasn't played the entire game, the guys don't, they're not, they're not in sync. And, and maybe it wasn't the plan, but it just seemed weird to just be like Frank Gogard, Trey, even if you put Frank out there, still run your defense where you're going to, where Frank is going to get help. And I, and I, part of me thinks, like you just said, where he almost like ran into Taj. I think there was a breakdown in the defense. I don't think the plan was Frank. You're gonna go one on one. You haven't played a minute, and that's it. I think Frank got kind of stumbled with Taj over there, and then he crossed him over. I mean, Trey's a great player. He's really hard to guard. But I don't think the idea was we're gonna clear out and let Frank just yeah, guard him. Yeah, I think him definitely I he think was trying was to push up. him to towards the paint Taj, so that other guys were there. Taj wasn't even supposed to be in the game at that point. You wanted Nerlens in there. It's just, I mean, a lot of things were going wrong. Um, it it seemed fitting that that was the way the game was going to end. Um, it was just unfortunate. A lot of, as I said, so many things were going wrong, and the fact that the Knicks lost by two just shows you the fight of this team. So I think there are a lot of positives. It's just the emotions in that game, and for it to end like that, it was just it hurt so I much. I had to take two drinks it, last it, night. I had I had my. My Clyde whiskey bottle. It, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's so deflating, but I don't know about you, but I I don't feel like, oh, this series is over. It's one game. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm as concerned as I was before game one about the Knicks and this good Hawks team in the matchup um, that I could totally see the Hawks sweeping this series. I, I could see that before the series started. I could see that happening. But if the Knicks won this game, I could have also seen the Knicks winning four straight. I watched him win 12 in a row during the regular season. I can see it go seven games. I can see it go six. I, this series is such a toss Nine up for me with a little bit of an edge to the Hawks. Vegas gave the, the edge to the Hawks. Cause I just think the Hawks have gotten healthy. Um, I don't know why the Hawks aren't playing Lou Williams more. I mean, the, the guy's a walking bucket. That's, that, like, that was a momentum killer so too. Trading to, uh, like at the end of the third quarter, he got five yeah. straight points by himself. And I, I feel like I, I I used to worry about him a whole lot more. Like he's been here before, you know. Like it's nothing new to him to just get buckets whenever he wants to. So they had like the Hawks have on paper a better team. They have more talent than we do. Yeah, that's not no one's disputing that. But they are also, you know, you just look at them. All the number, everything was pretty evenly matched. You know, this is that four five uh, seed. They were same record. You know, same home record, same away record, same. You know, the field goal percentage was around the same for a chunk of the game, too. Like, it was a pretty evenly... They're an evenly matched yeah. uh, teams. So, that's yeah, why... It's a, and it's a four versus five. Everyone Exactly. Yeah. Everyone thinks that this one's probably going to go seven. It, it very well could. I feel like every game could be this close. And it's going to come down to a couple different executions down the stretch. And that's been... For the early part of the season, that was the Knicks' issue. Was that they couldn't... They couldn't finish games. They couldn't execute down the stretch. And then they started to figure out how to do it. And yep. you saw it later on. They were like, okay, now I think we're starting to get it. When you bring in Derrick Rose, you bring in like Alec Burks back, they figure out how and- to close out those games. Now yeah. you're in the playoffs trying to do it. That's a whole different animal. Yeah. And and I will say, I don't, I don't blame the loss last night on the Knicks not being able to convert down the stretch. You know, like that, that last, I don't, I don't put the game on the shoulders of that last 0.9 seconds. It was a bad play, but that's like not why they lost. Trey Young won the game last night. 
the Knicks, I don't think the Knicks lost it. The, the, the Hawks won. Um, and honestly, the Knicks, as I said, they shouldn't have even been in the game. Luckily, the Hawks were missing a lot of wide open threes. I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm, for that, I'm concerned about the Knicks. But I also think the Knicks can just be the number one defense that they've been. And they gotta, they got to frustrate this Hawks team. I want Trey Young out there pissed. I want Bogdanovich annoyed. Gallinari, I feel like they're, they're doing what they want when they want right now. Um, and that's what's frustrating me. I think the Knicks can turn it around. We need a win. Game two. And I think they I can think do that, it. And, I, and, and you heard in the press conferences last night, like Derek Rose, it was funny. Like they kept asking him all these questions. He's like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to say because I don't want to give away our strategy going forward. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, we all know what it, what it's going to be or what it has to be. It has to be to shut down Trey Young. What are you going to do? So yep. I, it's almost like trying to guard Steph to a, to, to a degree. And it's, you know, I would have rather them play off of him because he wasn't, Hitting, he wouldn't. He didn't shoot a lot of threes. He obviously didn't have to, but he, you know, give him that space. Don't let him go by you. And yeah. I saw a couple of defensive plays that were really good against him, where they just don't let him get, don't let him get by you. Just stay in front of him. Just like just bump him and just stay in front of him. And I know easier said easier said than done, but you saw <laughs> yeah, it, you yeah. saw it done a couple times, and. I want to. I, I'm trying to remember the play. I want to say it was either Burks or Bullock that was doing it, and they're just like, yeah. He tried to run into him, and they just stand there. They just stood in front of him, blocked him off, would have let him go. And you just have to have that discipline to do that every single play, as hard as it is. Let if he's gonna shoot, you know, ten threes, let him do that versus just running yeah. by you and getting no any buckets. bucket he yeah. wants. You know, and it's just Agreed. how are you gonna double team him? I almost, I almost look back to like how the heat came out and disrupted Jeremy Lin. And the, like the first time the oh, heat God. played the Knicks during Lin Sandy, they shut him down so easily. Not to say Trey's at the same level as Jeremy. Like he's obviously better than Jeremy Lin, but doing those types of things where you just have to, you don't have to do it the whole game, but just make him think about it. You know, like, like you kept saying, disrupt him, make him uncomfortable, make him upset uh, throughout the course of the game. And he's young too. He'll get rattled. You know, this is his first playoff series. Don't let him get that confidence that he's got now walking around thinking he can roam through Manhattan thinking he's hot shit. No. This is this is this is New York City. We've been waiting for this. The city's been waiting for this. Yep. The team's waiting for this. The players are waiting for this. We are we are ready to go. You know, we have one little blip in the first in, in game one. We're gonna come back. Tim's gonna figure it out. These guys are gonna so, be hungry. They're not. They, they're gonna hear this chirping going on for the next two days. They're gonna come back angry. You wanted braided Randall. Now you're gonna get angry Randall. He's gonna come out there. And he's gonna get buckets. So I'm try, like, this is what I'm. I'm getting hyped right now. This is right. what I'm feeling. So I got. I got. To close this out. I got three quick questions for you. One word answers. You ready? Hit me. Does Randall have a bounce back game? Yes. Does Alfred Payton start? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. I, it's Whoa. more than one word I got to say on that. Do the Knicks win? Yes. Game two. All right. You heard it. You heard it here first. 
I wish I could elaborate on that on that Alfred Payton one. (laughs) (laughs) It's more so that I just don't think Tibbs is going to change his mind. Should he start? Yeah, of course not. Of course he should. Should he start? Is another question. Stubborn coach, but of course he should. No, he should not be starting. But Uh, is he going to? Probably. But hey, listen, I'm. This has been great watching the game. I mean, I as I said, I I was just like this this feeling of like nervousness and just. Heart pumping. It, it was awesome. And I, I hope the Knicks can win the game too because I want more of this. I want a second round. I, I The Sixers are going to beat the, the Wizards, I think, no problem. I would love for the Knicks to, to beat the Hawks so I can just get more Knicks playoffs basketball. This is great. And I, and I hope we get this year in and year out with this team. I hope this isn't just the one, you know, COVID season, 72 games. I, I, I really hope that this is uh, going to last a while because – there is no other playoff basketball than Knicks playoff basketball. And, you know, this is, this is why, this is why we do the podcast. Um, we didn't expect it this year. It's been such a surprise. So we, we, come on, man, come on, Knicks. Let's, let's get it done. We know you will. Um, you're going to give it, your, you're going to give it your all. Let's, let, let's go. We know that. Let's go. We know that. They're going to try, they're going to try hard and they're going to be in these games. It's just got to be, yeah. You know, where where where's that that killer instinct? It's just got to come out, and you know it's getting. They're gonna yep. feel it in the garden now. Like that's they've gotten over that first hump. Now they got to settle back in and just yeah play their game. And we've shown we can beat this team. So let's just go out there and do it. Next game Wednesday seven thirty. This has been episode 54 of the Let's Talk Knicks podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Let's Talk Knicks or on Instagram at Let's underscore talk underscore Knicks. Go New York, go New York, go!